0: RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Season 2, Episode 2, Star Trek The Motion Picture Spacesuit Designs by Andrew Probert, June 1978.
1: Welcome to The Trek
0: Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now, your host, Dr. Trek Larry Nemacek. Welcome back to the Trek Files, background fans, and yes, Trekophiles with an F. This is an historic edition of the Trek Files. This is our first all non textual segment. <laughs> Uh, partly because we're dealing with artworks this time. They're all still from Gene's files and the archives here at Roddenberry Entertainment. We're looking at the motion picture era specifically, at the startup, the roots of the motion picture, and it's all artwork. And to mark the occasion of these early, early visual cues of spacesuits on the motion picture, who better to have back as our guest today than Andrew Probert, who's the man responsible for a lot of them. Thanks for coming back. being with here. us.
1: You're welcome. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah. So these are some, um, you know, we've had a lot of artwork and pre-production design from every iteration of Star Trek. It's always interesting and fun to see where the roots of ideas came from and what what happened and what didn't, the paths taken and the paths not taken. Uh, And these early takes on spacesuits, let's let's talk about that time where this is the very beginning of the startup. They finally decided on a movie. (laughs) They would eventually finally decide on the final script, but... uh, but you're hired in to work. Tell, tell us about what that, you know, when you've actually sat down and you were being paid to start creating some of these uh, these spacesuit designs and what your marching orders were. Uh,
1: well, I was brought into Star Trek The Motion Picture uh, basically just a, a, as a concept guy working at Robert Abel and Associates. Mm-hmm. And that company was hired to do the visuals for, uh, for the film. So that meant uh, shooting all of the miniatures and things of that nature. But – as it turned out, uh, on occasion, we were asked to come up with, with other items, props and, and things of that nature uh, that were not necessarily spaceships, of course. But, but that, that being said, my art director, my visual effects art director, uh, Richard Taylor, would go to meetings at Paramount all the time and he would meet with Hal Michelson, the production designer, uh, Robert Wise and, uh, and uh, Gene and all of the others. And then come back and uh, talk to me, basically, and a couple of the other guys about what had transpired. And he, as I recall, being so far back, it, but it seems to me that there were some early concepts for a Star Trek spacesuit uh, that they were going to need for the Beger interiors. And um, Richard... Uh, uh, again, as I recall, was uh, finding it a little hard to believe what was was being put out there. So he wanted me to come up with a bunch of spacesuit concepts to hopefully, uh, you know, broaden their expectations <laughs> as to what they could do. I was really loaded down at the time because I was doing concepts for the space office complex and the dry dock and all kinds of other things. And and so I, I actually connected with a couple of my buddies from Art Center. Uh, one was uh, a guy by the name of Greg Wilsbach, and the other uh, was Gil Kepler. And these two guys uh, were happy to come in and just throw out some concepts. They were amazing guys. So the three of us were basically sitting around doing the uh, these concepts that you you have uh, posted here. So that's that's where that came about.
0: All right, and just just let me reset to our time frame. So. The the motion picture has been announced. So November eleventh, seventy seven, 1977 was the day they announced the motion picture. That phase two TV series would not happen. That it would proceed as this big budget motion picture. March twenty eighth, they had the big showy, glamorous Hollywood press event to to have all the cast there and announce Robert Wise. And I believe I read somewhere where April first was your first day on the job. And we're looking at sketches here into June and into the fall. And you were working on some of the structures and some of this, this ship interiors, right? So, as you said, you'd already been working on that, and this—I don't know if it would say—fell in your lap. But they were desperate to have some other takes on a spacesuit. Is what you're saying?
1: As I recall, yeah, yeah. I, I think Richard, like I said, wanted to, to sort of bring them uh, up to date. So, so I, I guess the idea was that we would throw out all these suits, and and as you can see, most of them have uh, round helmets because that that's what NASA was using or at the time and still does. Uh, and, but their complaint was that you, well, you would see all of the studio lights in the reflections. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my, my comeback was, well, if you put, if you put a mask on the lights to look like, uh, parts of V'ger interiors, you know, because that's basically where we were going to see this. So if you had forms within the V'ger interior, that you you could sort of put around the lights, it would look like you were reflecting the inside of Viger, and the response was like crickets. <laughs> so, um, so then we started going to sort of a flatter helmet design, um, and and they came up with their own version uh, of a spacesuit with this with some sort of I don't know jets or something. I, I, I really don't remember the sequence right. of it.
0: <laughs> well, that rocket pack that was a strapped on. rocket Well, pack
1: that is- was that was the you know the super booster escape uh, jet thingy that uh, that Spock eventually used. But I'm just saying, just for normal maneuvering of a spacesuit, uh, I eventually employed uh, uh, thrusters, uh, two at the shoulders and, and two mm-hmm. at the chest. Uh, that was when I was still doing the round helmet idea. And they they basically took that that chest pack idea and incorporated their own their own faceted helmet uh, into that. Uh, the, the costume actually was one that had already been designed, so all I did was add in that drawing uh, the chest pack and helmet mount.
0: Now, one thing I wanted to say too, you mentioned Robert Abel, and Robert Abel. As any student of the motion picture knows, was very famously deposed <laughs> as the visual effects outfit, and that's why the the movie itself was in such a time bind to make that guaranteed December seventh, seventy nine delivery date. Doug Trumbull's EEG shop took over, and then pulled in uh, John Dykstra's Apogee, and basically, I've heard people say everybody and their dog and little kid and <laughs> uh, you know and janitors. Uh, you know, ex-veterinarian, whatever. Everybody in L.A. was doing what they could, painting models, you know, spray painting, whatever. The whole town was trying to help Star Trek get its visual effects done on time. But before all that happened, and and Abel still had the contract, some of these sketches of yours have the little triangle, the Astra, that's um, Abel's uh, art shop. That's where you started with, technically,
1: right? Yeah, Astra was like a Star Trek something... Association. It, it had something. It was an anagram for something, which oh. I don't remember now what it is. But yeah, we were required to put the aster stamp on on our artwork, you know, which is fine.
0: Well, I'm looking at this one. Uh, you know, there's the big spacesuits. There's the one here that's the close up of the of the wrist gear. Mm-hmm. So, what was were they looking for? Uh, was this initially to be part of the sequence that we, we were going to see controls there on the arm? And this is one take. I mean, there's eventually. You know, the Rocket Pack, I, I know, has its built-in control interface. But what, do you remember the the um, need for this? This is an interesting kind of detail that we didn't really wind up seeing.
1: Yeah, I, I specialize in those. But um,
0: <laughs> this... And we love you for it, Andrew. <laughs> uh,
1: good. Uh, I'm sorry. There's so many jokes went through my head right now. This basically was just a detail that I wanted to uh, to feature. That was my solution for how do you control a spacesuit uh, with a jetpack? Not a jetpack, I'm sorry, with the maneuvering thrusters. Mm-hmm. You know the RC, RCS system on it. So that's all it was was just a way to uh, to be able to read controls on the top of your arm or top of your hand and uh, use that to guide your to guide your flight. But the jetpack was a totally different thing. It had its own controls, right?
0: Almost like the purse scan, the little bio monitor on all the uniforms was just something that was there that was never. It was, an, I guess, another level of texture and detail that what we're looking at here with this with this wrist unit was just your addition
1: to. Um, Are you talking about the belt buckles or what?
0: Well, I mean, I, the belt buckles is an example of something that survived into the movie. But what you're sketching out here was another layer of detail that was there that you thought would be useful that. Ultimately, didn't get used.
1: Yeah, in fact, you can see it on that uh, again on that one spacesuit. All right, this and this
0: is a little more closer to what Kirk takes out when he goes after Spock, and it's a self contained.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's the one I was talking about. That has that has, whoever the costumer was at the time, uh, their spacesuit with all of their odd little gremlins mm-hmm. and stuff on it, and uh, and I was I just added the chest pack and the piece on the arm. Uh, and again, trying to try to stay with that round helmet as long as I could, and then they, they they built the chest pack, replacing it with their like I said their faceted helmet. Right.
0: Well, another another uh, sketch here, and of course there's so many we just put a limited amount here, but one that I thought was interesting was one, and it's dated from June, so only a couple of months in. It's the one where you've got two crewmen. And they're really uh, they're really on the lighter side. I mean, the one crewman's holding an interesting kind of scanner device prop over here, and it just intrigued me as we were going through files. Do you know what uh, what the purpose here was? This is some light. This isn't space. And one has a, a face mask on, like it's an oxygen breather. Do you remember what the impetus for this was? I do. <laughs> I'm so glad.
1: This was uh, one of several sketches, actually, that I did of civilians and or travelers at the air tram station in San Francisco. So these were basically oh. back characters and ideas for people that would be in the background during those shots.
0: Oh, okay. So the, the uh, idea behind, uh, they look like they've got civilian garb on, but they've got, uh, armbands and shoulder
1: pieces with gear attached. You that never is... know what those futuristic types are going to have. You know? <laughs> Little tattoo on the forehead, uh, the oxygen breather is—it's probably the only guy that's breathing pure oxygen in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, and the guy behind him is carrying his luggage or weapon or you know champagne bottle. I, I don't know. It's just—I'm just throwing ideas out there real yeah. quick. Yeah. For I background, just,
0: just as you would have in 1978.
1: These are just a couple of examples, like I say, of background yeah. possibilities. Right. Which is, that was your job.
0: Or would you say that you you went above and beyond the typical concept illustrator
1: on a situation like this? Yeah, I always do. <laughs> because, you know, it, it, the thing is, it's, it's an entire package. You know, you're not just like, okay, I'll do this spaceship and then go have lunch. It's like, well, but yeah, okay. You know, so there's a spaceship and now it's going to need support craft. So how about their shuttle craft, Or how about something that's going to do this or that or the other? You know, and I'm, I'm always thinking... You you have an item, but that item needs support. You could design a car, but it's like, well, wait a minute, the car needs a gas station or maybe it needs a garage or something. I just try to go beyond that and and give the powers that be additional thoughts, you know, context, Mm -hmm. basically, into which these items might exist. That represents the best, whether you're in the art department or you're a
0: writer or you're an actor, that's the best of um, what has made Star Trek what it is these last 50-something years. Yeah. yeah, are you happy with the way this? Uh, you know, you design, it's your job to design and conceive, uh, but the way the spacesuits turned out, and all you know, the compromises and different different locations they came from. Are you happy with the way, uh, in general? We're going to talk about other topics. We're going to get you back and talk about other areas. But as far as the spacesuits go, were you um, happy with the way they came out? On yeah. film?
1: yeah, I think they worked. You know, they they were embellished even more, and it, I think for the better. You know, they weren't as as Blase as we started out. I think I think they look fine. Yeah, good.
0: Well, we are just barely scratching the surface here, Andy. Maybe we'll get you back soon and talk about some other this portfolio that we've been lucky enough to uh, stumble across and lucky enough to have you come and talk about with us, if you will.
1: Uh, yeah, of course. Okay, of course, great. I'm just talking my brains out. Of this. <laughs> That's what I do.
0: <laughs> well, I'm so glad you joined us. And again, we could, we could do this all day. We're trying to, to keep, uh, keep mindful of the clock here, but we'll come back and do some more very soon. Thanks again. Okay.
1: okay, sounds great.
0: The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. Additional production by Ken Ray. All these documents we've been discussing, as always, are available at facebook.com slash files For more great podcasts, check out podcast.rodenberry.com, And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. That's me at larrynemachek.com.